I'm Kevin Rod, and welcome to Series 4, yes, Series 4, of my podcast about long-distance walking in the UK, Walk This Way. I'm hoping to inspire people to take the challenge of walking one of the UK's 1,500 designated long-distance paths, or LTPs. Set myself a challenge of walking an LTP in each of the 38 counties in England, and as you would have heard already, by the end of 2021, I'd completed six counties. Oxfordshire, Essex, Buckinghamshire, Warwickshire, Worcestershire and Berkshire. Series 4 is all about my next walk around a county where you have some rolling cheese and then some cider with Rosie while maybe listening to a bit of Gustav Holtz. Throughout this podcast I'll be using notes in my diary as well as snippets of recordings that I made while out on the walk to tell the story of the walk and the county that I'm in. I'm hoping to communicate the joy and sense of achievement that you can get from walking an LDP. I hope to inspire you to search the internet and find an LDP near you. But in the meantime, sit back, relax, and let's walk this way. Series 4, Episode 1, Birdsong. I'm selecting my counties based on the proximity to my home county of Oxfordshire. For this walk, I'm heading west. In fact, the walk actually starts in Wales before going through the forest and vale and high blue hills of Gloucestershire. Now deciding which LDP to do this time round was actually quite easy because thanks to the Tewkesbury Walking Club and the Cleve Ramblers who in 2000 created the 100 mile helpfully named Gloucestershire Way. So it's November 2020, I'd bought the guidebook for 695 and started my planning. Now looking at the route, I had to spend quite a lot of time working out the logistics for this particular walk. I finally settled on a plan. The plan would be I'd complete the way over two long weekends. The first half would be from Chepstow to Gloucester, about 40 miles, and then 60 miles from Gloucester to Tewkesbury. The first three days would be an average of 13 miles, so slightly less than I would normally do. However, it would give me a chance to try out something different on my walks. More of that later. The second three days would involve a close to marathon-esque last day of 24.5 miles. So, for the first half of the walk, the logistics would be that I'd drive to Gloucester, park up, then get the 28-minute train to Chepstow, then on day one walk to Park End, stay in a B&B, then day two walk to Box Bush, stay in a pub, and then day three, walk to Gloucester, back to my car. After I sorted out the logistics, I started to do my county list. Things that I knew about Gloucestershire. Sadly, as is often the case, my list wasn't that long. Double Gloucester cheese, cheese rolling, I think's from Gloucester, uh, rugby, and the last thing on the list was Beatrix Potter's The Tailor of Gloucester. So who's going to be joining me on my Gloucestershire Way adventure? So the plan was, day one would be solo, then day two and day three, one of the team from the Lambourne Valley Way would join me. So on the second half, the first day I would be again solo, second day would be with a friend called Matthew, and the last day Mrs Rod would join me for the final stretch. So, we are ready. It's April 2022, and I was all set the leg one of the Gloucestershire Way. This is the first recording of the Gloucestershire Way walk. 
parked up fine at a slightly unusual house next to a theatre. Um, wandered to the train station, which I'm now at. Bought a ticket, £11.50. Single to Chepstow. Oddly ahead of schedule, which is interesting for me. Um, the train is 8.58. Going to a place called Mashtek in Wales. Uh, apologies, that is probably hugely mispronounced. It's chilly. Uh, overcast, grey, but uh, fresh. I think it'll warm up later, so I think I'm looking forward to me cook breakfast at Chepstow. Um, will warm me up. And then... Um, Looking forward to heading off. Everything else is all, all good. Platform 2 will be the 0858 Transport for Wales service to Mystead. So, after a very pleasant 30-minute train ride, I alight at Chepstow, a surprisingly small train station. And I don't have far to go for breakfast, as the first-class cafe is in the old station building. I decide then to set myself up for the long walk ahead. Um, can I order a? Uh, I'll start with the first. I'll have a first class breakfast, please. A hash browns, please. Yeah, let's go for the works, please. Fill me up today. Um, and a cup of tea, please. Um, and then, can I get a sandwich to take away, please? Um, what, what do you recommend? Okay. Can I try cheese and ham? Cheese and ham, a bit salad. Yeah, perfect. And if you can wrap it, obviously wrap it up to take away, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. The first class breakfast definitely set me up for the day ahead. It was time to find the start of the Gloucestershire Way. Um, walking through Chepstow. Kind of a bit sleepy, but I suppose it is a bit early. It's just gone ten o'clock midweek. Just passed the sign for the South for the Wales Coastal Path. They seem to have spent all their money on signs. They seem huge and numerous every step of the way. So I'm now looking for the castle, as I should be moments away from the start of the walk, hopefully. And the sound of seagulls above remind me that we're quite near the sea. So we're getting close to the castle, or should I say Castel, as we are in Wales. So, just a five-minute walk from the train station through Chepstow, you arrive at the castle. So I'm at the beginning of the Gloucestershire Way. I'm sat just by the gatehouse for Chepstow Castle. So Chepstow Castle is the oldest surviving post-Roman stone fortification in Britain and it said the construction began in 1067. Uh, it's beautifully preserved and it's edged into this sort of limestone cliff which you can see with views across the River Wye and I can see just over to my left hand side the bridge that I will be crossing in terms of crossing from Wales back into England and back, more importantly, into Gloucestershire. Um, the old wide bridge, the current road bridge, was constructed of cast iron in 1816. So I'm ready. I'm, start, I'm kind of bang on time. It's walking down now away from Chepstow Castle looking for the moment where I see my first sign for the Gloucestershire Way. The Wye Bridge in Chepstow spans the second highest tidal range in the world, which can exceed 15 metres in a single day. It is quite tall and grand. It's quite beautiful the way the river winds its way through the cuttings. And on either side, certainly the far side, north side, quite sheer cliffs you can appreciate the tidal impact that it must have. Just as you get to the bridge you also see the first sign for the Offers Dyke Path 
So, county number seven. Now day one, as a reminder, is 13 miles from the castle of Chepstow to Park End in the Forest of Dean and has an elevation of 1,342 feet and mostly walking in a northerly direction with a River Seven as company on my right hand side. So as I cross over the bridge and head into Gloucestershire, into England, it may be just a coincidence, but the sun is now breaking through the clouds. So I've crossed the old wire bridge and now heading up uphill through a path between two houses. And at the beginning of the path is my first Gloucestershire wayside. Very nice to see. It's a classic green fingerpost sign clearly showing the Gloucestershire way uphill. Not long after starting, it's a short uphill into Tuts Hill. The Gloucestershire Way leaves Offers Dyke, which heads off, as I said, 177 miles north. We're heading off more in a northeasterly direction, heading along the edge of the Severn. After you walk through some houses at Tuts Hill, you then come over a stile which is a big slab of local stone and to create the style and you come into a field and you have the first view, first view of the Severn um, it's masked slightly by trees in front of you but it's great to see the, the first view of the Severn you never know whether you're going to get views of the river or not and you have in the distance the sound of the A48 which is the road leading down from Gloucester over the left in the distance the sound of school kids I guess must be break time it's 10 past 11 and we're slightly behind schedule this particular walk I'm going to try and do some filming so that always adds up a bit of time but that's okay we've got plenty of time and um, we've not done quite the first mile yet. As I mentioned previously each day of the walk this time is relatively short compared to my normal length 18 to 20 miles so I thought this time I'll do something different and try and video some parts of my walk to try and give a different perspective on the walk so if you want to see as well as hear about the Gloucestershire Way please go to my YouTube channel via hashtag walkthisway and long weekenders. And after watching them, you will probably have the same question that all my friends ask me. And the answer to that question is, yes, I do have to walk back to pick up the camera. Anyway, let's get back to the Gloucestershire Way. And now I have my first livestock encounter of the walk. So first cow field of the day, safely negotiated. They all look quite young maybe sort of like teenagers because it didn't seem to be their parents with them and they all just looked to me as I walked along the edge of them and I tried this technique that I saw on telly I think Kate Humble was talking about talking gently and nice and calming to them so I did that and it seemed to work so Rambler Rod 1 cows kneel the way then leads up to the entrance of Tidenham Tunnel which is 0.7 miles long and is now part of the Wye Valley Greenway route a very popular cycle route the way itself stays left of the railway track and climbs up to the bridge overlooking the tunnel so after you uh, leave the tunnel entrance you head the Gloucestershire way heads north through a little hamlet called Bow Spring and it gently gently climb upwards and upwards and beyond the hamlet it continues north as well where I am now and um, yeah a general slope upwards through some farm empty 
farmer's fields and you uh, take a moment just to pause on the stall and look back from where I came and you get a lovely view, because you're up quite high now, of the Severn Estuary and you can see the Severn Bridge quite clearly in the distance with uh, people travelling from England to Wales, from Wales to England and you can just hear in the distance a steady rumble of cars but it's very faint and it's drowned out often by the sound of birds in the trees. That breakfast this morning putting to test, it's, I'm not hungry but I'm definitely using up all the carbs that I hopefully stored and utilised when eating that breakfast. As well as filming, I also managed to do a bit of geocaching and collect what turns out to be my 21st geocache. I'm sure geocaching will come up in a future podcast, so I won't say any more about it on this podcast. The way itself continues northwards, and as I enter more wooded areas, the blanket of bluebells start to appear. So it's 25 past 12, um, three and a half miles in and first kind of stopping point official rest break should i say i'm sitting in a clearing in this beautiful woodland that I, the bluebells have just finished that there's some left but largely finished it's called parsons allotment i'm sitting in this clearing of the wood next to this eight foot high monolith stone monolith that was erected in 1897 to celebrate the jubilee of queen victoria it's quite something, it's just because it's standing alone, erect in this woodland with a clearing around it. Uh, you could just about make out the faint markings on it to say the reasons why it exists, but it's interesting how it's, over time, you know, well over a hundred years, it's um, starting to almost go back to nature. It's true, the bluebells in Parsons Lotman were amazing. Not great for taking a photo, but a wonderful, unexpected discovery. I do wonder if this is the reference that F.W. Harvey makes in his A Song for Gloucestershire. North, south, east, west. Think of whichever you love the best. Forest and vale, high blue hill. You may have whichever you will. As I move forward away from the major roads, another sound starts to take over. The wind's died down, all you can hear is the sound of the birds, which is beautiful as you enter the woods. I wouldn't even like to attempt to try and describe which ones are which, but um, numerous bird songs are keeping me company. Further on in the wood, there's an absolutely amazing, beautiful blanket of bluebells with a beautiful path that goes through the middle of it. They just look beautiful. The English bluebells are, are amazing, particularly this time of year. It's just coming up to the four and a half mile mark, just walking over Park Hill. And yet again, another amazing display of bluebells mixed in with wild garlic and white wooden enemies. And there's not a drop of wind, so they're just all just static, waiting. Beautiful. Oh, well that was another, not exactly steep climb, but certainly a lengthy long climb upwards on a nice wide track. Um, so we're now at a place called, just near the place called the Tumps. After the climb, 
luckily you get a lovely view of the Seven Valley and there's, the trees have grown up so you can't quite see Gloucester but you can certainly see uh, the Seven and uh, oilseed rape fields below but the Seven's quite big I didn't realise it would appreciate really how big or wide it is but um, I haven't covered that many miles but I feel like I've done a lot I think it's uh, it's been really varied so far I've been really really enjoyed it um, from a variety of woods farmers fields open countryside views ups downs it's been great and now walking along this uh, track I'm starting to get warm I'll take one layer off and I might go for another it's still overcast maybe it's just the climb that I did but it's certainly warming up So although I said you couldn't see uh, Gloucester from the previous viewpoint, when you walk further along, along the minor road towards the next sort of hamlet of Wollaston Woodside, you do get the view back up across the Seven Valley and it's pretty impressive. Um, you can see the sort of hills in the distance, which I guess probably might be Quickly Hill, which I'll be tackling on day four of the Gloucestershire Way. But you can really see the ridge that sort of goes all around the valley and you can see Gloucester in the mid distance. You can also see a big, really odd single wind turbine rotating in a gentle breeze right in front of Gloucester, sort of halfway between where I am and Gloucester. Actually, there's one a bit further on, a bit closer to Gloucester as well. The way now continues along tracks and minor roads from the hamlet of Wollaston Woodside and Wollaston Common before heading to another wooded area at the seven and a half mile mark. So I'm just sitting down for a quick break, sort of 20 minute stop by Klarna Lodge Lake, just off the Gloucestershire Way, just a small little detour. But it's really beautiful and peaceful. It's a tranquil lake, pretty large. It's got uh, numerous ducks just chilling on it. There's a few benches on the other side of the lake, so I guess it is popular with uh, people at the weekend. At the moment, I can just hear the sound of birds. There was one dog walker walk past but it's a pretty nice and tranquil place just to take a, a nice stop I feel good um, we've done how far have I done so we're over halfway which is always a nice way to be just over halfway seven and a half miles so I've got um, five and a half to go so probably a couple of hours but I'm making good time I think it's a bit more up and down and rolling uh, before we hit the forest of Dean in a couple of miles um, I haven't ventured into my lunch yet I'm still full from a mighty breakfast this morning and had one energy ball, one of Jill Rod's famous energy balls, which is keeping me going. And I'm okay on water. I saw a water vole run in front of me, which scared me slightly. Um, but I guess it's their territory, not mine. But yeah, it's really beautiful here and peaceful. It's definitely worth taking the slight detour to check out the lake. And it makes a nice, tranquil place for a picnic. So it's 3.35 and on schedule... At the moment just walked through Rodmore Grove which is really nice a really varied woodland some managed some unmanaged some wild and then just come through this little dingly dell it's probably the best way to describe it uh, with a stream running through it with bluebells on either side it's really really beautiful I wasn't I didn't see any signs so I was a bit kind of worried I was going the wrong way but kept the faith and um, I see the glorious the Gloucestershire Way badge on this style that I'm currently sitting on which is always a nice reassuring moment when you see it. So the Gloucestershire Way badge is a yellow circular sign 
with a Gloucester Cathedral on it, the River Severn ambling through the middle of it, and then what looks like a hill with three trees, and it's underneath forest and vale and high blue hill. So I feel like already I've, I've seen the forest, the vale and the high blue hills. But yeah, it's a nice sign. It doesn't always point the direction in which way the way is. It just makes reassure you you're on the right path. So that's good. So just coming up to Willsbury Farm and crossing over Star, you get directed left around the side of these two clearly man-made lakes i'm not sure whether what they were for whether they were for originally for fish or for power or for irrigation but they look quite beautiful now in terms of reeds around them there's a, some cherry blossom trees around them and some heritage sheep grazing around it but yeah they're quite nice there's quite a little seat so if you get to this point you fancy a break it, it's quite a nice little place to stop again tranquil and peaceful which I think seems to be a bit of a theme so far of the Gloucestershire Way. As I clock up double figures on the miles, I reach the large village of Breen. So it's just gone four o'clock, clouds breaking up a bit, but still still largely grey overhead. Just come over a brow of a hill and just can see in front of me Breen. And it's kind of feels slightly odd today in terms of ceiling civilization. There's a large number of houses on numerous hills and hills in the distance and they're uh, having so most of the day in a few hamlets and hardly seeing anybody or coming across civilization feels slightly kind of odd to come and see houses now there's a potential i could sort of detour through some of it to pop into shops but actually i don't need anything i think i'm doing okay uh, i've got enough water to see me through the end of the day it's only a couple of miles to go three miles to go so i'll probably just carry straight on and then head to park end for the end of the day where hopefully the pub will be open i can reward myself with a refreshing pint first of the day So just north of the large village of Bream, coming towards Mill Hill, and I can see before me the, the actual official start of the Forest of Dean, and it's quite ominous sight actually, because in front of me the woods have all been cleared away. It looks like they've been burnt or they've been cleared, and then you have just higher up on a hill in front of me, a huge, thick, tall, daunting, row of conifer trees like something out of game of thrones in terms of darkness within no light shall pass um yeah so it's quite an ominous sign in terms of entering the forest of dean so we've got um we've got a couple of miles still to do before we get to park end to end of the today's day but um yeah so just heading down towards mill hill and then entering the forest of dean Now I'm in the forest, walking through the conifers. Tall, straight, grand, semi-naked, well mostly naked, with green tufts. I guess that's what they're, the way they are, that they don't need to have or branches down below. They fall off or die. And I can just imagine they'd make perfect telegraph poles. But they are like, yeah, cathedrals in the forest. And the variety of birds is amazing, but I can't name a damn one of them. Now the way continues through the forest 
until you cross over a minor road and then cross an old disused railway line. Now this, for today, is the end point of the way for me. So in order to get to my accommodation, I'll follow the railway line easterly for a little under a mile into the village of Park End, which, as I said, was my end point for the day. The small village has two pubs, the Woodman Inn and the Fountain Inn. Now the route I'm taking to get to my B&B passes the Woodman Inn and it's open. That is the sound of a very tasty butty back from Wye Valley Brewery at £4 from the Woodman Inn. Park End, end of the day, end of day one. It's been quite tiring actually, even though I guess it's been a long day having left Oxford at um, 7 o'clock. The sun is starting to come through. I've had a really good day, I've really enjoyed it actually. It's been very variable. Up, down, farmer's field, the wood bits have been good. I went on a slight detour once, which is pretty good. It was just down a footpath I thought was the right one, but it wasn't. Surprised me actually, I wasn't sure how interesting day one would be, but um, yeah, it's been great. Really good, really enjoyable. And um, I've said already that the pint at the end tastes so nice. So yeah, it's definitely rounds off a great day walking. So I've done 13 miles. I'm staying at Deanfield B&B tonight. So it's now quarter to six. I'll probably finish this pint and then head there. And then I'm having dinner at the Fountain Inn in Park End at seven. I'm meeting up with a friend who we used to work with, Matthew, who works over here, um, who's having dinner with me tonight. So that should be good. Looking forward to day two. So as I said, a great day's walking. I think my big takeaways, as you would have heard already, was the variability of the walking, the bluebells and the birdsong, inspiring moments of tranquillity and peacefulness. Thank you, Gloucestershire. A great first day. So, join me for episode two as I head deeper into the forest of Dean and find out if, as I continue to walk this way, I encounter the famous wild boars. Wild boars. This has been a Daisy Rogers production on behalf of the Long Weekenders. The theme music is by Rock by Baby, and incidental music on today's episode is from the local lad Gustav Holtz, and is from the Planets track number two, Venus, the bringer of peace, as played by the BBC Symphony Orchestra. You can find me and photos of the walk on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for Long Weekenders and hashtag WalkThisWay. Podcast is available on iTunes and Spotify. If you enjoyed it, give it a like or a share in order for others to discover this podcast.